0: A mistrobeen hazard. A day. Sandeer. Give me the power I beg of you. Stop. Awake!
1: You are all going to die tonight.
0: I'm drawing a line in the
1: bucket of sand here. Do not read the Latin.
0: Read it. Hello. Welcome to Don't Read the Latin. I'm Jennifer Lovely, and uh, we are changing format a little bit, um, and I have got a special guest star, and welcome. Say hi. hi I am. Hi. Uh, I am Kim Douthit. I've, I've been on
1: once before. You have. Which was a you lot have. of
0: fun. Yeah. That was the best. That was the best episode. I still... Like, oh, that was delightful. That, that episode talking about our experiences as women in horror mm-hmm. was literally worth starting a podcast period Aww. because I liked getting to have that conversation and mm-hmm. and honestly it's given me a lot of drive for how the podcast goes going forward because a lot of the time and this is not to poke fun at, at your, your other podcast no 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 um, <laughs> but a lot of the times you'll have a group of men and they're like they're one woman I'm the token vagina in City of Geek yes, yes. no I am <laughs> And, (laughs) and, or you'll have a man and a woman discussing and the thing is, there's, there's just not enough women discussing horror with women. I agree. In my, in my opinion. So anyway, so my new idea for doing the podcast, at least for a little while, we'll see how it works is we'll talk about with whoever our guest is, um, what a formative horror movie was for you. And a current horror movie, uh, that's reminded you why you love horror and uh just talk about everything in between there and uh always going to start out with what have you watched lately um you know what just remind me at the end of the podcast cuz i definitely want to pimp out all of your other um works and endeavors because yeah. you have so much awesome stuff that you're doing that i listen to and i really really <laughs> Yay, love thank you so um kim what have you
1: seen lately uh you know it's funny cuz i i feel like for as busy as i am i'm still watching a lot of stuff um, I'm. I actually. I start on Saturday. I'm teaching a uh, horror discussion group with my teenagers through one of my theaters, and so our first film is Cloverfield. Ooh. So I I just rewatched Cloverfield, and I haven't watched it in. Eh, it's been a while since I saw it in theaters when it first came out, uh, and I think I've seen it maybe once since then. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it
0: since it came out, and
1: it was that was like 2008. It was it was yeah. a while ago, and uh, <laughs> it's funny because I I was making my study guide for the kiddos, and I I'd kind of forgotten how post 9 11 it was, mm. and I've encountered this with my teens before. They don't have a real strong concept of. 9/11 or what that was like or those kind of immediate years because they were they were yeah. tiny tiny babies uh, yeah
0: their entire life has been a post 9/11 experience exactly and
1: and in those initial couple years where things were so scary because I lived in New York when it when it happened too um, they were toddlers or some of them not even born yet and mm-hmm. so uh, it, it's been really interesting revisiting that one specifically uh, I'm also I'm a I'm a, I was a TV kid like. I, mm-hmm. I I watch TV as as comfort food. Um, I
0: Killing Eve is is just an utter delight of a show. For me, I have seen season one and season two. I have bought season three, um, um, and I, I just haven't watched it yet. It's the season finale is on Sunday. Uh,
1: <gasps> and oh, so it's all gonna be waiting there for me. It's so all I can just be waiting. You can just go. Psh-. Uh and 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 that is that is just I think in fact I gave the boys crap last week about the fact that none of them have watched it and they were all kind of like Ooh. It's
0: so it's so vicious and wonderful yep. and violent yes. and tense yes. and the sexual tension yes. and and, oh, and I, It's just so good. I love
1: that this might make me a horrible person but like one of the things i really love about the show the male characters are completely disposable the yeah. way female characters often are yes they are and so it it delights me to see that <laughs> turn yeah but i think i think some of the guys who watch it i think they don't like it which is part of why yeah. they get a little funny about when i bring that yeah. show up some of my male friends who have seen it are always kind of like yeah it's it's good and i'm like yeah mm.
0: Yeah. Well, it's because they've never had to see themselves in a character that wasn't like them. Yeah. Uh which is why I think there's such a backlash whenever they have, you know, female-led films and helmed films because they're like, "Well, but how can I how can I see my experience in this? I've never had to like Interpret you know what this Could mean to me through somebody else's Lens yeah but what about my Lens What about my
1: lens well I mean that Honestly (laughs) I want to say That's one of the reasons why horror was so appealing to Me as a child Um, yeah There are Women as the central characters Even if they're women in peril you got Women doing stuff Uh, So I yeah and I I Did a rewatch of one cut of the Dead Yeah and my god the rewatch like i liked it the first time i saw it watching it again and i don't want to say really anything if you've not watched it because you want to go in completely cold
0: i'm unfortunately utterly spoiled for it oh. um but it's not my jam i'll that's just leave it at that no that's fair uh,
1: it's it's fun if you if you like zombies if you like a certain style of movie it is delightful um and and so i i really appreciated uh on the second watch just
0: there's some things you pick up on
1: uh what have you been watching anything of anything of note or i know that you don't have to yeah
0: it's funny cuz i yes <laughs> i was talking with you earlier that um i'm actually having a really hard time lately getting through movies yeah um i just have trouble concentration with concentration um in horror which has always been my, like, little life support in in my little life raft of, like, no matter how stressed I am, um, like, I could always watch, like, a psychological horror or a a supernatural horror, and I'm like, well, he's just not that bad. Um, All of a sudden, the anxiety of those, like, I just never counted on living through a global pandemic where I'm, like, really at risk with a major surgery coming up, and I'm just like... I wasn't ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um but I did um I was there there was a huge outcry a couple like probably less than a year ago that they removed turner classic movies from regular cable packages and yeah. put it as part of a sports package and i i lost it at that time because i used to because i'm a huge i'm also a huge classic movie buff and noir and and stuff and i finally just sucked it up because i'm gonna, like i'm going to be home for six weeks following this surgery next right. week and i'm like i want to i want more movies so um I, and I've been like going through what's coming up and Tivoing everything because I have Tivo. <laughs> um, and I um, actually uh, watched "Sudden Fear" with um, Joan Crawford and Jack Palance Ooh. from 1952. So basically, the start of it. And it's so funny because I actually like. <laughs> I was like, "Huh? How old was Joan Crawford in this?" And she was 47, which is a year older than me. But she looks. She looks fucking beautiful in this movie, and what she is is she's she's an heiress, um, you know, or she just is a woman that came from money, and um, but she's written a play, and it's got this romantic lead, and it's got Jack, very very young Jack Pallance, who is very pretty. Really, his he's he's yes, <laughs> he isn't Robert Mitchum, young and pretty. Okay, but he's like. Non-craggy Jack Palance okay. is kind of like this rough-hewn beauty. Right. He does still look like he's carved from blocks. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a it's very, a he's very it. pretty blocks. <laughs> and anyway, she it's so funny because at the beginning of the story, she like... Fires him because she can't see him as a romantic lead. And so he deliberately gets on her train going out to San Francisco and fucking woos the shit out of her and ends up married to her. And um, she's just head over heels in love with him. And while they're out there together, he runs into Gloria Graham, which is this other noir, this blonde, brassy blonde noir actress, um, who they used to have a relationship and uh Basically, uh, she finds out that her the Joan Crawford's will cuts him out of everything and gives him, like, a $10,000 a year stipend that will be cut off when he remarries, but all of her money is going into this foundation. Unbeknownst to him, her lawyer brings this to her, and she's like, no, that's fucking awful. I don't like that at all. And number one, I don't want any money being cut off when he remarries, because even after I'm dead, like... I'm not going to punish him for falling in love with someone new after I'm gone, if I'm if I'm gone. Right. And so she completely rewrites her will, like, leaving it to him, but it hasn't been updated. And he and Gloria Graham go in and, like, find the old thing. And so there's a... a she She keeps this recording in her office to, like, dictate things. Mm-hmm. And it catches them plotting her murder so that they can kill her before this will is made official. And so this movie... Is so interesting in the fact that it lets Joan Crawford be doughy-eyed and falling in love, mm. be this pragmatic businesswoman who's running a play and willing to, you know, she tells them at the beginning of the thing, and they're like, oh, well, we don't want to fire him. We think he's good enough. And she's like, blame it all on me. Say mm. it was my fault. Um, I didn't see him in the role. Mm-hmm. And she goes, I will completely take the fall for that. And, uh, like, she is just, she's not mean, but she's a cutthroat businesswoman. And then she, they show her, I mean, she just goes through this range of like, and realizing that he's d- betrayed her and then planning out his fall. <laughs> it's just this roller coaster of amazingness. And it's just, fucking fantastic and wonderful. Anyway, this is more than I usually <laughs> go into over over a movie, but it's just delighted me to no end. Um, I'll have to add that one because I've not seen that. It was it's a lot of fun. And and Joan Crawford is just a powerhouse in it. Yeah. Um, movie-wise, the only other movie that I've seen is a movie called Bit, which I don't know. I know I shared the trailer for it last year. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's this, it's kind of a it's kind of a mix of it's an LA Lost Boys slash Near Dark kind of story. Um, You have this uh, young transgender girl who moves to L.A. to, like, live with her brother for a couple of months while she's figuring out what she wants to do before college. Mm -hmm. And it's the transgender woman that is also on Supergirl. Her name is uh, Nicole (gasps) Maines, I believe. yeah, yeah. She's great. She's fucking charming and beautiful and a great actress who you, like, really see her humanity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, basically, she's out at this club and meets a girl... And um, gets bit and is about to get killed, but she is kind of caught the eye of the head vampire. Hmm. And it's a, you know, an LA vampire story, which I've been seeing a lot of lately. Did you ever see Bliss? Yes. I really liked Bliss. Yeah. Too. Bliss reminds me of being like a goth in the 90s. Um, <laughs> bit um, is it's really great because it's 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 it talks about being a feminist in today today's mm. society with all of the things you know because they're like you know the one rule with the head vampires you don't turn men because they can't handle power <laughs> cough 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 <laughs> <laughs> I mean and, and and this is also going to be <laughs> kind of a terrible play on words and I I apologize beforehand um, it is not a very Biting movie <laughs> of like <laughs> it's not like uh, it you know it could be better right yeah but it's dealing with such an it's it's a group of women vampires mm-hmm. it's it's a snapshot of L A which is interesting and fun um and it's discussing you know whether or not men are can ha- men can handle power it's discussing whether or not women can handle power. <laughs> um, I really recommend it because there aren't enough movies being done like that. My only regret is it's directed by a man, and Mm. you can kind of sense that at points during the movie where you feel like a woman would make slightly different directorial choices with it. But it's still really good, and it's still really fun. Um, The other two things that I've seen are TV. Let me see. I mean, look at my list. (laughs) Yeah, my only other two things that I have seen is I have started watching Penny Dreadful, the new Penny Dreadful City of Angels. Oh, how is that? I've been I'm I really enjoy it, but okay. I really like all of the actors. Yeah, it's that a great cast. It's got Nathan Lane yeah. um and and what's her name from Game of Thrones? Natalie <laughs> D- uh dormant dar- Dor- Dor- dormer dormer, natalie dormer yes. who <laughs> plays multiple roles with more skill than i would have ever given her credit for really she is hmm. there is one of the characters that she plays that's just homely
1: and which is not something that i associate that you with would her, imagine yeah. that
0: you could portray yeah and um it plays into um because it's um let me try and think of what year it is. I think it's 1937. So it's talking about um the basically it starts out when they are building this huge roadway in LA that is going through a Latino community. Mm. And it's literally displacing them. I mean, and they own their homes. Right. And it's just they took the land and um it has a lot of the um the uh, Zoot Suit Mm, community and mm -hmm, the gangs mm -hmm. Um, and and it's got so much about um, Chicano and Latino uh, folklore that I actually went and bought a book um, on Chicano folklore because I'm like I because it has these two kind of like um, arc over type like Angel and demon, almost. Ooh. Uh, that like the um, like the Latino mom is like praying to them and actually interacting with them. Ooh. Um and it's just it's like it's so wonderful to see. Like, when has this folklore been touched upon? Right, like, I can't think of anything that has. I mean, the the closest thing I've seen, and I know that they've got, you know, the Latino community has got a huge set of movies that have come out in Mexico that deal with, with that folklore, but it's not something that we as as white people are seeing. No. <laughs> you know? And um it's I think it's just absolutely fantastic. It's a very different if you go in looking for the original Penny Dreadful, mm-hmm. I think you're going to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I love that it is taking this entirely different folklore, um, and exploring it. And also like, um it was really interesting when I was looking for books to buy. So much of the folklore of the Chicano folklore and uh, Mexican folklore deals with women and feminism mm. um, because I like 90% of the books I found were <laughs> like I don't know if Google was just like well hey this is the kind of stuff she looks for anyway <laughs> I'm just gonna funnel this all yeah, to her let's target it <laughs> <laughs> we know what we know what she wants <laughs> like, Jenga Lovely I know what you want <laughs> I know you boo <laughs> <laughs> and so it's but it's really really good I'm like four episodes in and You know, and there's a little bit that almost feels like Carnival, because there's a big religious revival where they've got, you know, where they're monetizing kind of this um, proselytization, Mm -hmm. this kind of Christian proselytization. And it's just, I love it. Mm -hmm. And I'm really interested to see where it's going to go. And it's got really good character actors. um, And it's really fantastic. The other thing I I went through really quickly was um, the last season of She-Ra, Princesses of Power, that thank fucking god i have an 11 year old daughter and watch this stuff because (laughs) it's a fucking delight Mm. and it's so goddamn gay so gay (laughs) (laughs) i love i love that is this
1: weird to say like i love tv has gotten more gay (laughs)
0: Yes, there's there's an old cartoon because I'm really into Steven Universe too. Oh yeah. That yeah. There was a joke that uh, Rebecca Sugar was spoken to about how gay she was making Steven Universe, and there was a joke that behind the scenes she was like, "Make it gayer," <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, make everything gayer." <laughs> well,
1: it's it's cute though because like I so I have a, a former student of mine who uh, is a is a horror friend uh, uh, a horror fan, and so her and I have started like we'll go to the movies sometime She went to Bone Bat with me one year. And I was talking to her the other day about Killing Eve And um, One of the reasons why she loves The show is The relationship between the two women And that there is This this representation And, 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 yeah. and some of the other shows that she watched She's like it's just really nice to See and to have and representation,
0: is <laughs> representation is important Representation is important Is there anything else That you've been watching lately since I've been, like, going on for, like, 20 bazillion years. <laughs> uh, well, I have been partaking in um,
1: shutters, not shutters. Oh, I've been partaking in a lot of shutter, too. Uh, Scarecrow Video, uh, their rent by oh. mail. I've been doing their rents by mail.
0: Which is really good to tout right now because they are really struggling. As so many, business, um, we so many businesses, we just saw the other day that Cinerama is basically no more. Yeah, I saw that this morning. Um, considering they like laid everybody out before uh COVID even happened yeah so you know that writing was kind of already on the wall um yeah so yeah anything that you can do and, and scarecrow is an amazing resource that i always want to see represented
1: they're awesome and they i've just did my second round of rent by mail i like mm-hmm. it too because like i live off downtown seattle i don't have a car Yeah, Uh, And so I love Scarecrow Video, but
0: getting to Scarecrow Video is... Is really difficult. Like, even when I lived in Northgate, like, I never wanted to go to the u District. Yeah, because it was crazy. It's just crazy to get there. It's crazy,
1: and, like, if I could take the light rail there, I'd be totally gay. There in a heartbeat. But it's just far enough away from the light rail that it makes it, like, you could walk
0: it, but it'll be a while. And there's buses, but... I st- I still love whenever they show like subway systems and light rails in other countries and it's this huge like lightning strokes <laughs> like going everywhere in Seattle's is like this line. It's, a line. it's just like this straight line. It's a line. That's that's all you get. And Seattle. I mean I'm I'm happy for it. Like again, it, it helps <laughs> you get around.
1: Although I'm I'm less happy about how now a bunch of things are being filtered to the light rail to then transfer to other buses. Um Ugh. Because a lot of the, the work I do in theater I'll do a lot of stuff on the east side And more yeah. and more of it is getting Alright, take the light rail And then from the U District Station We're going to transfer you to another bus Because like, oh. that adds a substantial amount of time To my commute yeah. And it makes people want to ride the bus less And ride the light rail less But anyway, that's a whole other But no, I've been doing their, their <laughs> rent by mail Seattle's transit is just uh, And it's, 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 it's transitioning, to be fair Part of the reason why it's yeah. such a clusterfuck Uh if i can say can i say clusterfuck
0: no <laughs> well, we we curse like motherfuckers cool. here so yeah
1: cool. um part of the reason it's such a clusterfuck is they're trying to expand it so things are yeah. are weird right now because they're expanding so i can't fault them for that but uh no so scarecrow video has started doing rent by mail and they're doing it yeah. not just in washington you can do rent by mail from oh. wherever you are yeah oh. and it's it's uh you can do up to six discs at a time
0: Wow. It's a flat
1: rate for shipping. They also now have the ability for you to pick up or drop off if you nice. live local. uh And so, my first round of discs, I did like an Ed Gein documentary because I was doing a I was doing a tea and true crime on it Like you do, like you <laughs> do. Oh my God, he's foul. He was a foul, foul. Not Ed Gein I'm sorry, he, he Albert really Fish. Was. Albert Fish. I keep Albert Fish. I keep saying Ed Gein when I mean Albert yeah. Fish uh i think it's because two different different men in the same boot yeah but see the thing (laughs) is is that like albert fish makes ed gein look cuddly (laughs) like no he really does he he because i've done i've done features on both of them and albert fish makes ed gein look like you know you're fine you're fine buddy you got a couple problems You trying to keep to yourself with
0: your murders yeah you're mostly just digging
1: up corpses that's fine Uh, making nipple belts who hasn't um so i got a a documentary albert fish and i got the uh my life is murder the australian it's a lucy lawless i love lucy lawless
0: i was a xena fan when i was a kid yes I've, i've i've honestly there's every once in a while like the entire series like will go on sale and i'm like do I want to own the entirety of Xena? <laughs> you know, cause, cause Hercules is kind of ruined. Cause I'm from Minnesota and that guy is a fucking trash Kevin, fire. Yeah, Kevin Sorbo has been ruined. Kevin Sorbo's a, yeah. He's been utterly but ruined. Xena was beautiful. Oh. And I like, you know, I don't think I really identified like how bisexual I was. Oh, but, but when Xena was happening, I was like, Oh, this makes me so happy. I'm like, I should have really looked a little bit further <gasps> into things. <gasps> as that giant flashlight was like mm-hmm. this is for you
1: well and again talk <laughs> about some nice early representation i mean exactly exactly it was
0: so playful and fun and loving mm-hmm. so and yeah. and
1: i loved that during a time when and 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 i mean later they really leaned into it but their all of their little touches all of their little you know they were obviously a couple <laughs> Yeah um, Yep But no it's uh, <laughs> My Life is Murder Is one of those shows That like my parents Had been watching on Acorn And it's a It's it's Lucy Lawless
0: no. It's cute There's Acorn a is such a good channel it's gr- I don't have it There's habits. so much good stuff it. But I've 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 been I've I've rented it on and off on Amazon because it's not terribly expensive but I am such a sucker for those like procedural murder shows and there's actually a bunch of really light ones that I've really really enjoyed Um, and there's also some really like dark ones there's an almost a kind of Welsh noir um, that it was called um, something finding hope Mm. or something like that with um, what's her name miles from Torchwood um, basically, her husband disappears, and they were both lawyers in a law firm that they owned. And she had been taking a year off to raise their first child, or their, raise their child as like their third child. Um, and he goes off to go to work and disappears, and she gets to find out like how much of her, his life he was keeping secret from her. Oh, and it's got like one or two. It's got like two or three seasons. And it is... And it's really interesting for the fact that they record it in English and in Welsh. And it's funny, because Miles was the only one who didn't natively speak Welsh. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she had to, like, bone up on it to be able to record in, in the portions of it that they did in Welsh. Oh, wow. Um, but it, it is, like, a modern war, And it is... It is just gutting, and it, it kind of reminded me of a bit of... Um, oh, my God, what is... Oh, my God. There's this movie that nobody talks about from New Zealand where the daughter dies in the swimming. Oh, Lake Mungo? It's Lake Mungo oh where God. it's like... You That's do, one of my favorite you, you, movies. Yes, Lake Mungo where it's like you don't find out about all of the secrets somebody has until they're gone. yeah. Yeah, 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 oh. and so it it kind of almost has like that kind of feeling to it. So yeah, I will uh, shoot you a link yeah, for it. And I'll, I'll, I'll probably put out. a link up on the site when I that when I share it. But it's just fucking fantastic. Yeah, and it's it's really really good. Anyway, you were saying. I'm sorry. Uh, well, no, it's it's uh, <coughs> it's cute. It's 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 one of those light,
1: fluffy procedural shows. She was yeah. a former. Um, she worked with the police as an investigator, and she's retired, and now she bakes bread. Um, but the police keep coming to. It sounds p- like
0: the shit I'd be interested in because that's everything I'm reading right now is like, they, it, it, Audible was like, <laughs> um, Jen, we think you like cozy mysteries, <laughs> cozy mysteries involving women, and so that's all I've been reading is like these like nine to eleven book series on on women who have friendships that like. Solve mysteries and find all these dead people together, and it's just like you should my check jam. this out. Then, for particularly when
1: you're recovering, this is probably going to be yeah. totally your jam. It's it's again, it's <laughs> it's very cute. There's a cat. Uh, there's a cat that just keeps showing up, and it's and and lucy lawless is delightful lucy lawless i mean mean, do we
0: even really need to describe she's just perfection in every way and she
1: has her little sidekick is just is cute and fun (laughs) and and this like delightful woman and who's just like just (coughs) bubbly and sweet and cute and fun and i'm just like oh you're adorable um it's it's just it's a fun happy show uh so i i God enjoyed it, finally Kat. being able to, to Watch that um, And I Broadchurch I've been watching Broadchurch I'm in the middle of the second season of that And I like it I had to take a break Midway through season two Because it was too bleak To keep watching oh, God,
0: love This me. is Maggie Hi Maggie Look at your eyes Maggie Oh Oh Yes <laughs> I love you oh, too um, The kitties take turns being the podcat
1: I love that the podcast. And,
0: and in the lost, in the the thing is, is Max will come in and he'll yell and yell because I had Jim shut the door, but it never latches all the way. Yeah. So Max will come in and he's he yells. He's like, "Hey, I'm here!" And Maggie does this little murmur. But the last time I had the podcast mic down low, mm-hmm. and she literally went up to it and started purring into it. So if you <sighs> listen to the last episode that Jim and I did together, um, you get to listen to Maggie the podcast. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I don't know where. Anyway.
1: I think Tilly's around her somewhere, but she ate her dinner, so she's probably off sleeping that off. <laughs> she'll she'll insert herself into when Gabby and I are recording. She likes to walk while we're in the middle of it, so that her butt is right in the camera, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like full. Because they're, they're rude. They're rude. But she also her tail's only you know this big. <laughs> she has her tiny Tilly tail, and so she can't cover her butt it's just there is there is this tiny tiny little tail and it's, and there's just like butt right there right there, there. it's like a tiny asterisk like, Yes, yeah, little little asterisk <laughs> right right in that camera um and that's her gift it's her gift yes to the world
0: i i love it there's this there's this cartoon that's like i can see you the cat comes up and he's like i can see you've been having a really hard time and i've thought of somehow i could help you and the guy goes don't show me your butt, but no, I can see you've been having a really hard time here's my asshole <laughs> he's like
1: it's, it is like they're weird I, I I asked a friend about that once who works with <laughs> animals, and she said, apparently that uh, <laughs> when cats show you their butt or put their butts in your face, which mind you yeah um, mine. yeah that it is a sign of their love and respect because the first cat that gets to sniff the butt is the dominant cat.
0: Oh. So if you get to I, be the I actually, first butt sniffer, you are dominant. Right, yeah. It's their way of oh. acknowledging. I actually read something that you should you should do something to like appreciate and so you give like a little puff. And they're like, "Oh, yes." <laughs> yes you've appreciated my butthole so I, I do that occasionally though it blows back yep, and you're like yep. oh and then
1: you regret it you regret it for a while because you're like I'm not going to lose that
0: smell for a bit but it's what you do but it's because you, you love them because you love their, their fluffy <laughs> little faces <laughs> and you know and their little assholes are just part of that package yeah, That's so so I almost want to thank you because I am okay so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give like a quick gist of... Okay, so, uh, Kim, what was your formative formative horror movie? So,
1: the the movie I picked as my formative horror movie was Friday the 13th. The original Friday the 13th.
0: Yes. <laughs> so, I, to be honest, I don't know that I've ever seen the entirety of Friday the 13th. Because really? slasher movies are not my jam. Slasher jam, yeah. But um, my... Uh, my family growing up, um, we would always go over to my stepfather's brother's house and they got HBO. And I remember being over there like the day like they got cable. and and But they always had HBO and they it was always going in the living room where all the kids were just around all the time. And like, why was Friday the 13th and the Friday the 13th movies like HBO's jam? <laughs> like, they, it was just, it was like fucking constant. So there I was like a seven-year-old, you know, like seeing fucking murder upon murder because but the thing is is the original friday 13th is a very different movie than any of the following yes, movies very much so so were you able to watch it i did again? i
1: rewatched it i rewatched it this week because it's it, okay i want to say it's been a while but that's probably not true i'm i'm the kind of person that if there's a friday 13th movie on i'll just let it you run. stop and watch it well i just let it run i'm like yeah uh i tend to i'm a I, I like noise. It's part of why I like living in a city. I, I It helps my little hamster brain calm down. So uh, if I'm working, there needs to be something going on in the background. Going on. So it's one yeah. of those movies that I'm like, it is a great background. Any of the series, they're great background movies for me. Because I've seen them all. I don't need to be paying attention, but also I can if I want. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, you can stop in every once in a exactly. while. Yeah. But I, I had it on uh, earlier in the week. And... Um, yeah, it's held up for me. I still... <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not so I'm going to give, like, the quickest, quick breakdown of it. So Friday the 13th... Um, <coughs> pardon me. Friday the 13th came out in 1980, and it was directed by Sean S. Cunningham, who absolutely cops to the fact that he was following on the coattails of uh, Halloween. Halloween. Um, and it, it starts out really incongruously. Um. In like night, what is it? Nineteen fifty, nineteen fifty-eight. Yeah, it was late. 1950s. And and they have and they have this camp counselors and they're all singing. I think literally singing. Kumbaya. I was going to say they're singing "Kumbaya." <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> And then uh, these two camp counselors wander off and get busy, bow, and then bow, bow. yes, and then promptly get murdered. Yep. And and then it, it drifts into that open, that ever-so-famous opening of, bam, here's Friday the 13th, and here's that grass, mm-hmm. that glass cracking. Yes. Um, and you come into what there is, is modern day, which is like 21 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, you have uh, this girl who's going off to work at a, um, a summer camp. Mm-hmm. And they're getting there a little bit early because... Basically, this is the first year of this summer camp, and it's been empty for 21 years because they had all these murders and they wandered away from it. And they have to kind of build things back up. And so all of the camp counselors are getting there a little bit early and helping with the uh, new owner slash manager as they're trying to get there. And you open with, uh, gosh, it's not Annie. Is the prime. Yes, no, Annie. Annie is the girl who you meet at the very beginning Mm -hmm. who is, um, you know, with her little backpack going out to... uh, and some fabulous <laughs> it, 80s hair. I know, with her <laughs> big, big, you know, feathered hair. Mm-hmm. And um, and she's going out there. And it's what's wonderful is it's almost this kind of psycho. Um, one thing I am going to mention is we are going to be, we're going to discuss two movies. And with the movies that we discuss... Um, at the beginning, I always try to be fairly spoiler-free. Right. But there's really no way to discuss these movies without kind of being spoilery. So forewarning with the two final movies that are discussed in each of these podcasts, probably going to be fairly spoiler-heavy. And at this point, if if you are new to the big twist in
1: Friday the 13th... 13th!
0: You know what? If you <laughs> are new to it and you
1: have no idea what we're talking about... Good for good you! For You're you. going to get to see
0: it for the first time. But I'd say,
1: like, Seriously, hit pause and go watch it. Because if you have not been spoiled (laughs) by what happens, you want to embrace
0: that and go in fresh. It is really... I mean, I am just... I really... I don't know that I'm ever going to go watch it again. But having watched it for the first time, the twist of that first movie Mm. is pretty fucking awesome. uh, So, Especially when you think about the fact that it
1: really set the tone for future slashers because where where Halloween really kicked it off. And I mean again, I know it's not the first slasher, but it is what lit that fire. Yes. Where Halloween kicked it off. Halloween's a pretty bloodless movie when all is said and done. Yeah, barely is. It really there's not a lot of gore in it. Oh. Um uh, And even I mean the 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 most I'm trying to think like even in the murders like the the boyfriend, I think, I feel like, is the most graphic when he gets. This yeah. is a spoiler. When he gets pinned to the wall with the knife. Yeah. Uh, Friday the Thirteenth.
0: So, you've got Tom. The Savini. very first one is pretty. Is yeah, and it's Savini, mm-hmm. so it's like it's it's graphic, yeah. but it's it's and creative. Not as gory as the the yes. So okay. So anyway, it's it's a very um, the neat thing about Annie is it's a very psycho yeah. where you start out with her, you think she's going to be the primary character, mm-hmm. and the entire movie kicks off with her getting out of the car because she's starting to get threatened mm-hmm. by a <coughs> truck truck driver by you, you know yeah. yeah and who you don't get to yeah or a, uh to, yeah
1: you you don't see well she she's in uh uh she's in the the pickup truck or whatever i
0: should say yes. yeah a
1: pickup truck yeah. Not a truck truck driver and 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 he drops her off
0: at the uh Anyway, so, but anyway, at the beginning of the so movie, you've got Crazy you Ralph, you've got Crazy Ralph being yeah. like, it's gonna death curse. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And so, but she gets killed right at the beginning of the yeah. movie. And then it continues on to the camp mm-hmm. where you get to meet everybody, um, including um, uh, Alice, Alice, who Alice yeah. and, and who is kind of your main yeah so you're you look at you you're so polite you get away from your microphone i'm just like <laughs> right into it because i'm loud um, on a normal
1: day so i know when i laugh and sneeze i should try to. Make it. <laughs> so you get and it's this adrian amazing. king too adrian king who plays yeah, Alice,
0: yeah. and um it's this great well rounded group of kids mm-hmm. that kind of all gradually show up including kevin, kevin bacon. bacon i know and murders kind of start happening through mm-hmm. um but the thing is, it's, and, and then the, the, the big wrap-up is, is you it's a mystery, yeah. and it's actually pretty well done, because you don't know who's doing no, this, you don't. and at the very end of it, you end up finding, here comes beloved Betsy Palmer. Mm-hmm.
1: Who looks so sweet As, and like your mother. I know,
0: yeah. and she shows up saying she's a friend of, of the owner mm-hmm. of the camp. And she'd worked and, there before, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause she has and and you find out that due to her son dying because the camp counselors were fornicating and not watching her son while while he was swimming, he died. And because of that she fucking hates them all. Mm-hmm. And and works really, really, really hard to to kill um Alice. Mm-hmm. And you know what I thought was just nuts is that scene where it pulls back where Alice is out in that boat. Yeah on the lake, is one of the most fucking beautiful shots. Yeah. One of the most fucking beautiful shots I think I've seen in film in a long time. Because you've got the reflection in the water, and she's just beautiful. And it has a big jump scare at the end. Um, and a follow-up at the hospital after. Um, but the thing is that really got me with this film is... They're all kind of a bunch of likable kids. Yeah. Like, when one of them goes under, when they're all... They like they take a break and go swimming, and one of them like goes under. Like, they just immediately run to the water, and all jump in there. And they're all just like... You know, you get towards the later movies, and they're... You know, I, I never personally watched a lot of them, but a lot of it, they're all very stereotypes. Yeah. Um, and it's all for... The joy of how can we do a special yeah. effects kill? It's it's
1: checking boxes. It's like you've got the promiscuous one, you've got the one who's bitchy, you've got the one the good girl, you've got the one who's nerdy, and it's it's it be, they become excruciatingly formulaic, uh, where.
0: No, I, the first one's just like they're really decent kids who, who have are, sex and smoke pot and and have a good time during as, the summer, as which many is exactly people what you between be the ages
1: of eighteen and twenty four do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, and so be your takeaway. What was your takeaway take on on um, seeing it with fresh eyes now and actually just sitting down to watch it?
1: it you know, I, it's funny because uh, I I remain. Uh, every time that betsy palmer makes her first entrance (laughs) and and i i kind of wish that i could go back to the first time i saw it and i was young enough i don't recall what my reaction was because i was tiny when i saw this for the first time i was tiny tiny tiny
0: it kind of breaks my heart with certain films that they've become such pop culture phenomena that you can't you can't see it fresh. Yeah. And that's one of those movies. Yeah.
1: But the the Betsy Palmer coming on and and just she has this you feel like you feel like you're safe.
0: Yeah, because she's very maternal. So she's maternal. she's an every mom, like yeah. in the way that like Tom Hanks is an every man. Yeah. She's like an every mom, mm-hmm. and and it's just the sweetest fucking woman. So sweet, like, <laughs> and, and I mean that's just it too.
1: In her own twisted way, she's doing mm-hmm. it because of the love of her child.
0: <laughs> yeah, in
1: a very very fucked up way, <laughs> she is doing this because her child died and yep. and it it destroyed her
0: yeah i have a soft spot in my heart for a crazy broken woman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who who turns to violence because like <laughs> you know there's a part of me like well it's terrible to murder all those people but there's also a little part of me that's like but uh, you know deep down inside i support you <laughs> it's
1: it's and i mean i think what makes it hard in the first one is that because all of them are pretty likable you
0: mm-hmm. you feel bad Cause it, it's easier when they're you not likable feel likeable. really bad when they die yeah. yeah like the one i can't remember the girl's name but it's the dark haired one that is like they they're playing Uh, strip strip. monopoly Monopoly. (laughs) and she's left by herself and she hears somebody calling for help and she goes running out there and she's trying really hard to make sure who's ever out there gets help and then she gets killed and you're like oh honey
1: they're 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 good-hearted they're they're there to i mean you you really feel like this is a group of young people who
0: Really want to spend time with what, kids,
1: yeah, and and who are excited to open up this camp and give kids yep. this opportunity, and who love what they do and love what they're what they're going to be doing, and you, so you. It's one of those rare times, I too think, where, you know, you're, you really do feel for, you feel for the killer a little bit, and you feel for the, the people being killed.
0: Which makes this movie so much more likable in my eyes than so many other movies, because you're really kind of sad when each of them get killed. And I know that there is a lot of fun to be had for, for explosions of gore, and for, you know, the bloody, the bloody movies, but like... (laughs) When, when you're kind of hoping they get away yeah. and you actually like them that actually appeals a lot more to me and it made me this watching at my age made me like this movie so much more than I ever thought I was going to and I don't know if you hadn't suggested it as a formative film that I'd have given it the chance in watching it I just wouldn't have well I'm I'm glad that you
1: were given the opportunity to kind of watch it fresh
0: yeah me too Um. um now, so my idea with the second film mm-hmm. is a, a a modern favorite that you have discovered yes. that reminds you why you love horror. Yes. So, Kim, what is your <laughs> modern favorite that that made you remember why you? My love
1: horror? my modern favorite is is quite modern. It was last summer that uh, this came out and that I saw it. And uh, it was my top movie of the year for our movie countdown, which was me too. Midsummer.
0: So, t- <laughs> tell me about tell me about why you love Midsummer. So, I have a tradition
1: on uh, the fourth of July to go to the movies. I, uh, I I live in you know again I live in Seattle. Uh, there's it's it's weirdly quiet in the city on on mm-hmm. certain holidays. And it was a, a tradition started with an ex of mine. And I have seen no reason to stop just because we are not together because <laughs> it's a fucking awesome
0: tradition. Because you get to cherry pick what you keep from things like that's exactly. that that have
1: ended. So uh, <laughs> I went to the Sif Egyptian to see Midsummer, which I've been seeing trailers for. And, and I'd seen Hereditary, the same director. I will say Hereditary. I was a little nervous because Hereditary, I, I respect I feel weird saying I liked it. Cause I don't think I did. <laughs> okay. And not in the sense that, I mean, I, I thought the acting was stunning. I thought the visuals yeah. were gorgeous. It is a film steeped in grief and pain. So it's, it's, I'm never sure how to describe my experience with hereditary because it's
0: enjoyed. Feels like the wrong word. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're odd movies, yeah, and and they're and because they're not fun, right? It's weird. I, he and I don't I don't know if that's an apt description that they're not fun, but they're they're work to watch. Well,
1: and and I think that was the contrast for me for her, for Midsummer because I left Midsummer
0: with this grin on my face. Oh God, I was I was like, it was so funny to sit there and go. That was a happy movie. I, I know. Like, I you, felt joyful and triumphant, and, a and release. like something, and something had been conquered, yeah, and a release, a release. Like I, I, I think. <sighs> and what's really weird is there are two really major sides, and mm-hmm. I, I did like a real I did a, a plot breakdown of of Friday the Thirteenth that I don't know. Okay, so really like the two-minute rabbit edition of of midsummer which is a two and a
1: half hour long movie (laughs) yes which to me never feels like i don't notice the passing of time with that movie at all. Well, i went and saw the director's cut that's almost three hours and i was still like
0: yeah that was fine (laughs) i still haven't watched it yet because i'm almost scared to because i don't want anything to i love it so much that i'm almost (laughs) scared to like I don't want to pick at it too much. But um, it really hit me with, with my most current watching of it is that there are really two halves of this movie, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. So here's my quick shtick, and I don't want to concentrate on too much of my feelings about this because it's really about your feelings about this film, is is it is a folk, to, folk tale, fairy tale, mm-hmm. um, in a sense. Um, it is a story of a girl who is in a relationship with a boy who's she's been in this relationship for like three years years. um she is at the at the beginning of the thing though because it's another couple of months Mm, right until they go away so so but anyway so yes um three going on four years um and you can already kind of tell at the beginning of it that it's kind of a tenuous yeah yeah, relationship. It's it's got its problems, it's got its problems. and uh, she's gotten a, a really rough message from her sister, who's bipolar. Um, she ends up finding out that her sister has passed, taking her mother and father with her. Mm-hmm. And um, is it anthropology that that all the guys are all in? All the it's yeah, all the guys are in anthro- are or an- anthropology
1: an- master or grad students. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, yeah grad students. Yeah. And so you have. Um, you have the boyfriend and his three friends mm-hmm. and they're all in the same master's program. Mm-hmm. They're all, you know, working on doing their thesis. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys is from this commune in Sweden mm-hmm. um, that does this really, it's very, it's 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 very much in a folklore, Wicker Man, mm-hmm. where they have, a, they have, um, they get together, I think, every year, but they have a special ceremony that they only do every 90 yes. years. And this is the 90th year and this is the 90th mm-hmm. year and so she finds out they're you know they're really close to breaking up but then she finds out that she's lost her entire family mm-hmm. and they you can tell that they kind of only stay together because of that yeah and she's still in the midst of the worst of her grief yeah. and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the boyfriend who is as shitty a boyfriend as he is a friend yeah <laughs> <laughs> informs his friends that she's coming with them they go they experience um the festival mm-hmm. And it ends with a lot of sacrifices. And I'm just going (laughs) to kind of leave it at that. Um, The really, the thing is, is, you know, when you're doing a lot of like research and and look into this, you know, they talk so much about what a cult Mm -hmm. this is Mm -hmm. and how that's kind of bad. (sighs) Uh, And, you know, (laughs) and I can, and, and I can understand that. And also a lot of the Swedish folklore is kind of based a lot in racism and it has been co-opted by white supremacists Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so but that is almost kind of touched upon because there's like a book at the beginning where you see where it's like you know white supremacist imagery there's like Mm -hmm. a book that they have about how like this is is utilized um and also one of the complaints that i've heard about this book it or heard about the movie where people just hated it because all the brown people die Oh every brown person in the movie dies. That is unfortunate. <laughs> and it is and it, it is kind of deliberate because it is it is a cult yeah. and it is a Norse cult and mm-hmm. those are the people that are brought in. Yeah, yeah. Um and you see mm-hmm. and so there is that bad side that it is a cult and it is kind of and that Norse which is very easily co opted by white supremacy. Mm-hmm. So here's the other side of it. <laughs> is you get to experience a woman's experience mm-hmm. being in a very negging and gaslighting relationship mm-hmm. that's on the verge of breakup. Um, and you get to see her. <laughs> you get to see her rise victorious. Yeah. And conquer. And be loved and be held. Yeah. Be held. You get to see her. <sighs> so anyway, that is okay so the thing is is like if you and the thing is it's uh, one of the things that made me really happy is is there are people who are very angry at it because all the brown people do in it do die yeah, yeah. and you've kind of got to accept the folklore and the bad portions of it with the portions of it and, and understand that it is a fairy tale where there is good and evil yeah yeah in it um but I walked away with totally like woman walks through fire emerges at the end yeah 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 <sighs> So, Kim, talk about your experience with
1: with Midsummer. So, this is a movie I saw this in theater three times, and uh, I don't I don't do that a ton with movies. Um, yeah, I- I'll see something again in theaters because if I if I enjoyed it enough, where I'm I'm like somebody else is like, hey, have you seen this yet? And I'm like, I have, but I'm I'm cool to see it again uh which is what happened i saw it as i mentioned on the fourth of july and then my city of geek boys were like have you you know we're gonna go see midsummer at arc lodge on sunday and i was like you're like i could see that again "I'm (laughs) i'm 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 totally fucking in and then i saw it again when they released the director's cut because i wanted to yeah and then i watched it again just recently uh sometime around the start of quarantine i was doing a puzzle and i watched it and i was like yep still I, I i've not gotten tired of this movie every time i watch it i'm still completely engrossed um the emotional journey for danny
0: uh and see you and i have very similar experiences of having abusive relationships yes, yes. Um, I have both a relationship but also a raising. Yeah, and yeah. you had a relationship, relationship. and i I really feel like this movie is is cathartic. It is for women who have been or people who have been in that kind of relationship. Yeah. And what really kind of blows my mind with it is even in interviews with the guy who plays the boyfriend, he honestly doesn't see why no. anybody thinks he's that bad. Which is is horrifying to hear because part of my issue, too, is, like, after Get Out came out and people were questioning uh, the young woman whose name escapes me oh yeah i know she yeah. was the daughter of the newscaster i know i know i'm uh i um yeah. but they were uh, like williams, well she's not really, uh alice Alison williams
1: Allison yeah, williams yeah. yeah
0: and she was like people were like oh no her family took advantage of her she's like uh, uh no she's a fucking villain yeah she's a fucking villain <laughs> yeah you should like no her. she was in on this mm-hmm. like you know like she's a really bad person keeping Don't her, her milk separate from her fruit loops her or colors, whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> keeping the white milk separate from her colors mm-hmm. yeah and but no, it's like this movie is amazingly cathartic, yeah. and and you recognize the abuse, yeah. and it's really funny watching it with someone who doesn't understand, yeah. like those um, minor digressions, those minor. God, what is it they call microaggressions? micro-aggressions. That doesn't understand the the microaggression. Because
1: Christian, I mean, you're right. At the end of the day, is Christian a like? Is he a evil person? No, he's not evil. I yes okay I see that face he's, you're making I I I yes No but he's but, not
0: evil but he's not a really good no. person and he he is equal in his mistreatment yes. of others because he where he is really shitty to his girlfriend he's really equally <laughs> shitty to all, of, to his all of his friends too He is
1: God help me for No don't actually you know what I'm not going to apologize for saying this he is a privileged white man he really He's is. a privileged white I man mean, who's never had way- any sort of adversity, who's never had to have his privilege questioned. So it's, it's he's
0: oblivious to his microaggressions. He's oblivious to to his awfulness, the, the, the fact that um I can't remember the the one who is played by the guy who plays cheating oh in uh, good Place. Uh, Josh uh, or I mean not yeah. the,
1: that's not the actor's name that's the character's name
0: uh, the act characters but 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 when he like basically decides to co opt oh yeah his <gasps> his research his, his thesis idea, yeah. topic mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. that he has been working on for probably close to a year. And has been doing all of the research. He's yeah. like, No, I'm gonna go on in this. And I've already talked to other people before I've talked to you. Yep. So they think I'm the one who's had this idea, and you're gonna look like a shitty person if you say anything. Yeah. And and they think that you're like the one with, you know, spoil, you know, grapes, you yeah. know, and, and it's just like he's and the thing is the way he <laughs> It, He's the worst. He's kind of the worst. He, he really <laughs> is. He really is the worst in the sense that um, you could understand somebody tripping in and, and falling into being rude. Right. But too many of the things he does require planning mm-hmm. and manipulation stepping into and, situ- and manipulation for him to look positively in well, them.
1: And, and, and
0: he does them all.
1: It's for me... It almost makes somebody worse when they're benevolently like if someone's just an outright racist or an outright awful human being.
0: It's black and white. Yeah, you're like at least you're upfront with what a piece of shit that you yeah. are. But when somebody's like, "No, I'm a good guy, I'm a good person," my I think the moment where I was just like in watching it on repeat. Where I was like, absolutely set his fucking ass on fire. Was <laughs> when when Josh disappeared and he does his big speech. Well, I hope he don't look badly yeah. upon me. Yeah. yeah. Because he's obviously disappeared with. Yeah. Brr. But
1: we're not a reflection. He is, you know, his actions are not mine. I don't I don't approve of him. I don't.
0: And you're like the fuck. Like, did you back the bus up to run him mm-hmm. over again? Like, you pushed him under the bus. <laughs> then you ran over, you over him. him down. And then you, and then you backed up and ran over him again. Yeah. Like, you are that fucking asshole. One. One of my favorite. I have a lot of favorite
1: moments in this film. But one of my favorite moments is when they're talking about uh, the the other couple that's there that's friends with with Pele's friend or Pele's brother, whatever. And and that
0: um oh connie and uh what's his name yeah uh connie and the guy, the guy yeah <laughs> and boy see but the thing is it's like you honestly feel with um with pele that he brought them in and you 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 don't really f- I I honestly did not take it as he brought them in to be sacrifices. No, no. He was hopeful. They just <laughs> he just he just opened the door and let them in. Yeah. And then they all fucked they up They sacrificed themselves. <laughs> his his brother on the other hand yeah. who brought in the girl that he wanted to yeah. date and her fiance, mm-hmm. he brought them in simply to punish, to, them, them. to punish them, to punish them, and to punish yeah. them, and she's like, I didn't even know it was a date, yeah. and he's like, No, we were dating, and then you went off on a date, and she goes, But we'd only went on a date, and, and it wasn't, wasn't actually it, wasn't. It-
1: I've had this co- Okay, this is a sidebar.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, 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 because no, I had
1: a conversation with somebody recently specifically about this in regards to. I, I was talking specifically Pacific Northwest men, but I, I think this is a universal thing that like I'm. Is. I'm bisexual I Am As much of an introvert as I am I am A performer I know how to be friendly (laughs) I have my my moments (laughs) Uh, I can be charming when I need to be Um I hang out with lots of people I will grab a drink With almost anyone If you say Hey you want to grab a drink I will say sure You want to grab some coffee Sure you want to get dinner Sure I don't assume it's romantic Unless you are specific In your language Uh you say I'm. You vocally say I am interested in you. I am interested in you as one human is interested in another, and I or <laughs> other things. And would would like to. <laughs> there are times where I almost wish this were a video <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you could see all my fun hand gestures. I just did. that. Yes, yeah, um, yeah. But it is. It is. It is frustrating to me because I have had, and this has only ever happened to me with men. I've yes. never had this happen
0: to me with a woman that I was involved but with. But you smiled at me and you were nice to me, mm-hmm. you fucking bitch. And
1: that we went out. I'm like, yes, we went out and grabbed a drink and we've gone out socially. That does not mean we're yeah. dating. It doesn't mean we went on a date because you never actually were specific in said actions. So it's it's a personal like
0: for me because I've worked a bunch of. Yeah, I've worked a bunch of um, uh, customer facing face to face customer service. Where I've had a ton of men approach me and and pressure me and get angry at me because I was nice to them when I was getting paid. You bitch. To be friendly, yes. Well, you were nice to me, but you but you did this, but you did but you did this, and I'm like, I was nice to you is in the same way that I am nice to every other customer that came up to my desk yeah. and came humans, up to my counter. You know? Yes, but no. And they will argue with you and they're angry because yeah. it meant something different. Because to kind
1: them. and and I will say too, I, I think it's it's sad. I, I will say I do think it's sad that that uh, we also have the flip side with the toxic masculinity where men are not allowed to show emotions or not allowed to express yeah. themselves to each other so that they they identify small kindnesses as meaning somebody's romantically interested in you that's that's very sad to me because
0: they don't they don't get that filled any other yeah. way so yeah so i i
1: i it's it's a it's a symptom of a bigger problem now, does that mean you should be a dick? no, but do I think it is very sad that there are men who've had no positive reinforcement in their life or or admittance that you know it's okay to demonstrate an emotion? It's okay to show emotion amongst each other, and like it's it's it is a it is a big problem that goes beyond just Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Any any of these little pieces. No, it goes so far beyond, it goes beyond. that.
1: Um yeah. but but the moment where uh she's saying, you know, like Connie was upset because the fiance left without her and Christian says something about it and she was like, You would do it. Yeah and it's so and it's not Accusing it's just matter of fact It's just that she just drops it like No this is a thing I think you do I think you Would leave me behind I think you would just leave without Saying anything yeah So it's It's I uh, I mean the scene that always Gets me and I think this is a scene that gets A lot of women who who identify with This movie uh, The scene where We're 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 going into spoiler territory, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, so, spoilers. you know, if you if you don't want to be spoiled about something, then I would say press pause now.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: go watch the go movie, watch the then movie come and come back because I'm going to be directly addressing something that happens uh, pretty deep into the film, which is uh, as Danny has become the May Queen and she is surrounded by her ladies who have taken her out to do the whole like harvest shit. And during this time, Christian, who has been selected by one of the young ladies of of the
0: commune there has been a full courtship that is detailed in a tapestry that <laughs> illustrates exactly what is going to happen and and christian and yeah and i have to admit mm-hmm. so some of my favorite scenes t- are in this section but it's right before this happens um it is where they've both taken the tea mm-hmm. the tincture tea yeah. that has got the helleborigenix in it and um, my two favorite things are when they um, try to get her to eat, after she's one, being the May Queen, they come up with a herring, and the idea is you try and eat the whole yep. herring. And then she's like, she's so sad and she spits it on the ground and they're like, "Oh." And then she shows this like sad little girl face. Mm-hmm. Mm, and they're like, "Oh, we love you." <laughs> and he is down the table, mm-hmm. and he is deep in his fucking awful trip. <laughs> yep. And he, and he leans over to the guy that's next to him and he tries to ask him a question and the guy looks at him and he's you could tell he's so disgusted with mm-hmm. him and he claps but, in front of yes. him and he cowers like a puppy that's had a newspaper mm-hmm. wrap to the nose. I love that fucking moment yes. so very mm-hmm. much.
1: And he looks so schlubby um, too. Like they've cost him in that horrible T-shirt. Everybody else is dressed in white and looks just beautiful. And he looks like he woke up and ran straight there. And he's a mess. He's and in his bed and he looks Greasy
0: and yeah. <laughs> so he, but he gets let off by this girl who is astrologically compatible mm-hmm. with him and is, has done all of the work with her menstrual fluids mm-hmm. and her pubic hair. Yep. And, and doesn't love a good um, pubic hair pie. I know. And but she leads him off with her core her Greek God, chorus yes. of, of women. <laughs> of, of
1: naked women, yes.
0: Fuck. God, I fucking I love, love that scene of all the women of all the different sizes oh, yeah. and, and ages. shapes. Yeah. And and another thing that I love is 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 the scene that I know that you're going up to where they hold mm-hmm. and and help her, mm-hmm. but it's that scene where she is about to be impregnated by this fucking Just jerk, bad, but at yeah. least his sperm with, works. With good
1: genes, so you know. <laughs>
0: exactly um but all of those women are there to hold and support her she doesn't experience any of this by herself
1: and when she reaches out because you see him thinking oh you want to take my hand no she wants to take the lady's hand behind her for comfort and support and love so
0: positive is her mother yes
1: yes. and and they're looking in each other's eyes and they're smiling and you're just like
0: and she's like, you're journeying into womanhood. Mm-hmm. You're going to become a mother, and I support you beautiful. in this. And it's beautiful, and this is, and, and
1: he's, again, he is, is divorced from it all. He is there because you need sperm to make a baby, but that's yeah. it. He's a tool. He is a tool. He is basically a sex toy that ejaculates, like...
0: He's a tool, and he's a tool. It's a double tool. He's the double tool. <laughs> I love when he's just not getting the fucking job no. done, and the woman goes up behind him and yeah, just starts pushing. Like, this she's is what like, you got to do, buddy. Like, baby, everybody wants this to be done uh-huh. now. Like, nobody enjoys this going on a really long time. No. Like, like God bless those fucking tantric mm-hmm. sex people, but I don't want to have sex for nine hours. <laughs> you know, like, like if you can't get me to my good time well before then like we gotta talk we gotta <laughs> talk like, let's talk uh yeah but 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 she comes along and sees yeah. him while he's in there having sex mm-hmm. with his you know his
1: pretty little tiny redheaded young, yeah. young young
0: maiden this this girl who you know yeah and he's and and you could tell the entire movie that he has just been waiting for someone else with less complications, yes. and there she mm-hmm. is with her less complications. And um, well, and and up until then but, and, too, like all of the times that
1: because I again, this is the things that you you that you identify with, um, Danny, who's had this horrible tragedy in her life. I mean, her entire family was taken from her in one night. Her yeah. sister dies. Her parents die and she keeps swallowing
0: her grief. She keeps She swallowing it. anything that she sees could be a bother yeah. for any I swear to God, the moment where I both was a hundred percent in mm-hmm. with this movie and kind of emotionally broke me with the yeah. movie was the moment where she calls him and she's so scared. Mm-hmm. And she's so upset and she pulls it all away to have an up conversation with him at the beginning so she doesn't sound like too much and she doesn't worry him too much and she doesn't ask for too much. I have been sobbing hysterically when the phone rang and I I fucking put it all away to answer the phone like, hi, Hi, this is Jen. I'm good.
1: I'm fine. Everything's fine.
0: I don't want to be a burden
1: because that's also what we're taught. We're taught to not be a burden. Yeah. To anyone. Yeah. But it's
0: because because we're not lovable if we want to. Exactly.
1: And and so this whole movie, anytime she starts to have any kind of breakdown related to the fact that her entire family is is killed, she she goes away to suppress it and seclude herself and suppress it in on the airplane. She goes into the bathroom when during when they take all the mushrooms, she walks away Yep. She isolates herself because she feels like that's what she has to do and she doesn't let it out. And when when Pele says to her, you know, like, have you felt held? Do you feel held by him? And it's just it's like oh God, no. she doesn't
0: So I know I know that they're a fucking cult seventy two <laughs> they're gonna have to fucking throw themselves because that's, that's the what price you, you pay you to live a happy life. And to be held and supported through your entire life in any hardship that you have, the entire fucking group is going. If it's good, if it's the women, if it's your partner, mm-hmm. like like he was right there with her celebrations, with her sadness. He was like that moment when Pele runs over to kiss her after you're winning May, May Queen, Queen. I was like, I'm like, you're Pele, like, call me. <laughs> Yes. like hey if it doesn't it work right out i'll I'll, I'll, I'll join your
1: cult uh hi, yeah hi. yeah
0: like hi do i have to yes we'll just burn them hi, all hi buddy yes yeah you know yes because it's it's like terrible and there's a time limit but it's fucking 72 years that's, that's
1: like eons that's from a good now. happy
0: long yeah. life and you're held that whole
1: like listen if somebody said to me okay here's your options you can you can deal with your own shit for the rest of your life forever and ever and ever and you can live to be 110 or
0: in the last 30 years you'll probably be pretty fucking miserable and you'll be scared and alone and hungry or you can be held you you have 72 years where you're held and supported and loved in this commune that's kind of scary sometimes Eh. absolutely scary occasionally bloody occasionally um but only every 90 years you're
1: you're actually golden
0: (laughs) well i mean there's other people who turn 72 besides (laughs) that though but i mean like the big sacrifices and everything but 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 they don't have to sacrifice nine until every every 90 90 years years. you've already seen yourself through the worst of it so like yeah you go girl and you know (laughs) yeah and i'm but yeah there's just the fact that she's able to just go you know, more than sacrificing him, my view as her choice of of letting him be the sacrifice mm-hmm. is saying, I don't want you yeah. anymore. Yeah. And I don't I need you. you anymore. Yes, I reject mm-hmm. you. And that's just wonderful to see. Yeah. It hit fucking did wonders for me. Sure. I just... It was funny the first time I saw it there was a bunch of like 20 something girls behind and like they would Pumpkin. titter yeah. and they had they had such a hard time anytime it was hard it was like yeah there's a lot of cultures I think that when they show horror and they show horrible things they it, it's very I, I know in a lot of asian cultures there's you laugh yeah. uh, at at the horror yeah, laugh, laughing it is, it, is a
1: way of dealing with something you're dealing with and and i by. could yeah. tell
0: that was really what was yeah. happening but but there was also part of me that wanted to say stifle your need to laugh away your feelings on yeah. this and look at your feelings a yes. little yes. bit with rather this. than trying to divert Be, yeah yes like hold it a little closer mm-hmm. and take a look at that mm-hmm. Oh my god. <laughs> that fucking movie. Like and the thing is it's like right when quarantine started, I actually uh it was it was when people were still going out because either Jim was doing Oh no, it was quarantine was going on, but it was right at the beginning. And Jim was having a um he was having like a group Drink night with, with, um, on Zoom <laughs> where, where he got together with some buddies and they were all drinking and painting and doing crafting and yeah. stuff like that downstairs. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I want to watch something that makes me happy. And I will admit, I did fast forward through the beginning because the beginning's really painful when he's just such a shitty person to her. And I got to where they get to <laughs> when they, when they get to the, the, the Sweden and, and, and I just, and I hit play and I just watched it and, I'm like, any part of this that is painful, it's worth it for the end. Yeah. This movie just fucking set me free in, and held me in ways that I fucking needed. And and there's a little bit of it of, of allowing yourself to be angry. Yeah.
1: Well, and I, I'll say, too, this is this is one of the few times there's a handful of times I watch a movie directed by a man where
0: I'm like, mm-hmm. you get it. You understand women, yeah. because there's so much in... So, I'm the complete opposite of that I saw Hereditary, and there is so much in Hereditary that should be too upsetting for me to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, And for some reason, it just comforts me, That's because... Um, I think he's I good under- at...
1: His movies will elicit strong emotional responses of some kinds.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and there was part of me that was like, I should never be able to watch this movie again because it's fucking hard and harrowing. Yeah. Yet, there's so much, I, I feel so represented in it in how she's trying. Yeah. Well,
1: and, and, like, and there's mean, also like, she had a very complicated relationship with her mother too. So, if, if the yeah, family, family side... family is just a it, fucking mess. Yeah, so that, that's an aspect for me that, you know...
0: And she's also trying really, really hard because you can tell she really wants to be a good yes, mom to her kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because she's going to group counseling mm-hmm. to try and deal. And I have been that person who's telling horrible fucking stories about my family mm-hmm. in this really matter-of-fact voice because that's how you have that's to talk about it. it yeah. And 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 how you see the look on people's faces where they're like, I'm listening to you. And then all of a sudden you see them go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa. <laughs> like, that's, that's fucked up. <laughs> that's <is> fucked up. <laughs> You're like... Yeah, well, I know, but it's all that I have. <laughs> this is the only story I have, yeah. and it's a very painful one.
1: <laughs> one, and I'll say, I think too. I mean, for me, that's where I may have had the abusive spouse, but uh, I, I have been blessed with a a really amazing and supportive and lovely family. Um my, yeah. my parents are angels and, and <laughs> I don't deserve them. They're they're brilliantly lovely, kind, compassionate, generous
0: human beings. Hearing how you talk about your family is is what I aspire to with my child, because I want her to have a very different supportive experience than what I had.
1: I think from from I mean, even just what I see <laughs> uh I
0: I believe that that is the case. Yeah. I am confident yeah. that I know that I am I've very much diverged my path yeah. from my from my family. Um <laughs> and 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 you know it's like I've had my relationships which which were in honesty um better than the relationships that I had when I was young mm-hmm. and that I, w- I saw but they still weren't very healthy relationships right. and and now even I've said that that relationship wasn't enough for me and now I'm in a very healthy very equal partnership yeah. that um, is kind of what I want to show my daughter yeah. is what's possible like you deserve not just to be subsisting in a relationship you deserve to be nourished and cherished in a relationship yeah. that you and have held. So, and held <laughs> you deserve to be held yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so thank you so much for having this conversation and thank you for being the first in like my my new path and we'll see what happens with this. And um god, I'm I fucking miss you. I miss and- you. <laughs> And and if you would, you know, um, I would just like to say, like, if you ever need, like, another uh, pinch-hitting vagina yes. on, on City of oh, Geek, God. like, fucking bring me on. Please. I I, <laughs> I love
1: I love the boys. I love
0: the boys. Because Bob is probably listening yeah, right now, too. So thank you, Bob. Um they are They are Bob does not get enough mention in my podcast And he should uh, Bob is Bob is such a good egg <laughs> Bob is such a good egg And 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 I. One of the things I really appreciate and, Bob, and all the rest of them are too But there's just There's something about Bob Bob
1: brings people together Bob actively
0: tries To Make the community
1: better And And connect the community And I I I feel like this is something I should say to him, too, that, like, I really appreciate everything he does because he's he's awesome. And he he works really hard and he's smart. And and his <sighs>
0: kindness is something that you don't see in many. Yeah. men. Oh, very much. So. And yeah. And, and no. And um, it's really funny because my move to Burien has been like I've moved to the south end of Seattle and it kind of took me out of my neighborhood where I had all my friends very, very yeah. close, and, you know, we have a quarantine going on, and everything is really hard, every once in a while, I'll get a Facebook message from Bob, yeah. just checking in with me, just asking me what I'm watching lately, or just, he'll send suggestions to me, because he's kind of, like, honing, mm-hmm. like, what I do and don't like, yeah. and he'll send me suggestions of things, and I swear to God, it is, every once in a while, you need a little shining beacon, beacon that humanity is still good. Yes. And Bob is one of those shining. Bob Beacons. is a shining beacon. Um, and again, I feel like I feel like I'm going <laughs> to have to tell him
1: later when we start. We are because we are recording for City of Geek later t- tonight. And uh, I, I need to tell him this. because I, I don't tell him this enough. Um, I I often find myself in the role of rather sarcastic. Vagina uh, Because mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're surrounded by Even delightful men Because they're all delightful yeah. guys And smart and kind And, and, and feminist and whatever But it, it is sometimes hard Because um, Even the most well-intentioned And enlightened guy Is not a woman Yeah And, and that's fine They don't need to be a woman <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Because we need all. Because we need all. But. Uh, But it's it's nice. It's nice sometimes to have other people on the podcast where I don't feel like sometimes I feel like some of the opinions I'm I'm representing. I'm pushing really
0: hard because (sighs) the other side has been represented so thoroughly that it's taken as the norm or the truth. Versus. An opinion or a viewpoint
1: yeah
0: yeah uh i don't know i, I kind of jumped no, in there no, no, but, but
1: that's that no that expresses it because I, I i i sometimes it's hard to figure out exactly uh, particularly when you again when you were surrounded by really great enlightened people and you're like why is it though that there's times i get frustrated and that's just it yeah
0: yeah yeah because there's there's this treated as the baseline yeah a lot of the time and it's really hard to break away from mm-hmm. that or not feel attacked when you're told that it isn't the baseline. Yes. yes. So. Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. I'm I want to let you go because um I know that you are recording another podcast. It's probably <laughs> going to be a lot longer than this one. The one thing I do want you to yeah. do is I want you to mention the other projects that you're involved.
1: With. Yeah. Uh I do probably too many things. Uh, <laughs> I do, all, I the do all the things I, was, I felt so lucky To get some of your time I'm so glad I got to do this I really am um,
0: I, <laughs> uh,
1: I do two other podcasts regularly I, I'm a member of City of Geek Which we've been talking about uh, I also do a podcast Called Ghoulish Tendencies uh, and Ghoulish Tendencies Is a podcast where we cover uh, Kind of all things ghoulish We do some ghost stories We do some true crime We do some true crime With a ghost story finish We do some legends and lore and mysteries uh, Most recently we did Our episode that comes out Tuesday Is looking at the Cecil Hotel in Los Angeles um, Yeah, yeah, yeah We just recorded that And it, it's Gabby's been editing it Comes out Tuesday We did before that An episode on the Jersey Devil Which was a lot of fun uh, <laughs> and the Diatlov Pass incident, and uh, which yeah, it's a creepy case. We did a, a double episode in Amityville not too long ago, looking both at the Defeo murders and then the haunting. So we we cover kind of all things spooky. Um, I uh, I also work with Spooked in Seattle uh, as a paranormal investigator and tour guide. I do features called Tea and True Crime where I take various true crime cases and feature them. We have one coming up in June. I believe June 14th is the next scheduled one. It's a Sunday at 4 p.m. And we're going to be doing Belle Gunness, who is a female serial killer. And she is fucking fantastic. <laughs> if like I don't want to say, you know, she was a serial killer. She was a serial killer. Yeah. But I have mad respect for her man because she was a...
0: Because bitches get shit done. Bitches get shit
1: done, man. (laughs) And she got shit done. And you have to respect that. Yeah you do uh and then on on beyond that uh if you have children who are in want of some online drama classes right now uh i'm doing lots of drama camps drama classes etc uh both at youth theater northwest and studio east and you can find all of our listings on our website i'm i'm starting my horror film discussion group this weekend as well as a sampler a theater sampler class i've been teaching a short film class we have some summer camps coming up that range from actual plays that we're going to be trying to to do in some kind of zoom format to improv skills to basic theater skills so it's all across the map there's something for everybody uh yeah and it's a lot of fun so and you can always hit me up on social media you can find me on twitter at seattle screams on instagram it's at kim douthat i think shoot me an email i will respond so there we go (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. well you have a great night and say hello to the guys for i me. will thank you for having me on this has been fun thank you it has have a great you night too. kim all right bye. bye all right well thank all of you for joining us for this last episode of don't read the latin um you know taking a slightly different uh turn and we'll see what happens Uh, i'm going to be probably um speaking with some more people in the Seattle horror community uh doing uh (laughs) over the internet uh conversations because that's what we can do right now during our new uh covid uh reality so anyway thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you in two weeks
1: Don't Read the Latin can be found at don'treadthelatin.com on Twitter at drtlpodcast on Tumblr or at facebook.com slash don'treadthelatin Please rate us on iTunes and tell your friends and themes about us. We're dying to meet them. <laughs>